Hey, teachers, and welcome to episode one of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. I'm Caitlin from the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers store, EB Academics, where we do all things middle school all the time. I am so excited about our very first episode, and in this episode, we are going to be discussing three specific strategies that you can use in your ELA classroom to create that ever-important student buy-in before you start a new unit. All right, let's go. Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast, where it's all things reading and writing all the time. Game-changing lessons and fresh ideas, along with a dose of inspiration, are shared to help make your teaching life just a bit easier. And now your host, from the blog EB Academics, Caitlin Mitchell. There really are no words to describe how excited I am to be here with you on our very first podcast episode. So much time and so much effort has gone into creating an incredibly valuable podcast for you as a middle school ELA teacher. Now, before we jump into those three specific strategies for creating student buy-in, I do want to tell you just a little bit about me and a little bit about EB Academics so that you know who you're listening to, so you know who you're going to be sitting here with many more days to come. Now, I'm not going to bore you with too many details, but to recap my entire teaching journey pretty quickly... I started teaching right out of college back in 2008, and I was actually a high school English teacher. Now, I was 22 teaching juniors and seniors in college. To say that, or I'm sorry, juniors and seniors in high school, not college. (laughs) To say that was a challenge is an understatement. I later went on to teach 7th and 8th grade ELA, and I'm currently teaching 8th grade ELA part-time. And I really hope to be in this current position for many, many, many more years to come. And something funny, I'm actually team teaching right now with the same woman who team taught with my mom more than 15 years ago. So everything comes full circle, right? Now, I started EB Academics back in 2013 with one of my absolute best teaching friends and honestly one of my favorite people in the entire world. Now, her name is Jessica, and she and I have been creating resources, writing blog posts, sharing quality ELA ideas on Instagram, and doing all kinds of ELA-related stuff for many, many years. And I have to say, we absolutely love it. It is like the perfect partnership. It's like having a second husband, (laughs) to be honest with you, and my friend of Jessica and my business partner, Jessica. Now, although she is one half of EB Academics, and she may show up from time to time on the show, our podcast is mostly going to be just you and me. Now, I also want to say that I absolutely love teaching. And I really only know this because I left teaching twice, only to come back because, honestly, nothing could keep me away. There's nothing quite like being in the classroom and having a positive impact on others' lives on a daily basis. I don't know what other job you get to have the same kind of impact that teaching allows you to do. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive right in. Today, we are going to discuss the importance and three specific strategies for student buy-in when beginning a new novel. Now, a quick activity, a little song, a little movie, movie clip, anything of the sort before you start a new novel 
or a new play or a new poem or whatever it is that you are reading with your kids can go a long way, right? Just a little bit goes a long way with them. So first, before we talk about those specific strategies, well, why is it important, right? Why do we want to create this buy-in with students? Why even do that? Well, I created a list of some pretty specific reasons why I have found over the years that creating student buy-in is key. Number one, it increases their focus. They are now a part of what you are teaching, right? They have bought in from the get-go. That makes a huge difference. It also motivates them to engage in critical analysis in a different way. And the strategies that I'm going to provide you with are really going to hit on that. They're also more likely to participate in your class discussions because they've bought in from the beginning. They are also going to have more passionate opinions in their analysis because from day one until day, I don't know, 20, when you go to finish your unit, they have been bought in and involved all along. And then lastly, student buying really promotes a positive learning experience for them so that they want to learn more. They want to keep coming back to you, to that text for more. They're totally bought in. So needless to say, I'd say student buy-in is pretty darn important. Okay, so let's talk about those three specific strategies that you could literally take after listening to this podcast and use today with your students. Number one is called a popcorn predictions activity. Now, it's a super simple activity. It takes a little bit of prep work on your part in the beginning, but not very much, and it goes a long way with your kids. So you have to create two things for them. Students are given two different things. The first thing is they are going to have a recording sheet where they will record their predictions for this activity. The other thing that they will be given is a line of text from whatever text it is that you are going to be reading. So that's the part that creates a little bit of work for you on the front end. What I like to do is I like to go back through the text, the book, whatever it is, and I pick out about 25 to 30 different lines from the text that are really relevant to kind of the heart of the story. And I write all of those lines on a couple pieces of paper, I print them out, and then I cut up the lines so each student has one line from the book. So students are given their recording sheet and then a line from the text. When students are given both of those things on the recording sheet, they're going to write down their first prediction of what the text will be about based on that one line that they have. Great, right? Super easy. They're already starting to buy in. Then after they've written their prediction, they're going to quote unquote pop, right? Popcorn predictions. They're going to pop around the room to switch texts with another student. So I still have my recording sheet with me as a student. I have my text. I go find a friend. We switch our texts. And now at this point, I've seen two different lines from the story. So now I can make an even further and more educated prediction about what the text is going to be about based on those two two lines of text. Then you will continue this for a third round. So your students will go find a third person. They'll switch lines and they'll make a third prediction. Now, I usually do this only about four times. And then I have students write one formal final prediction that they will then share with the class when we come and share all out together. 
And what I love about this activity is it's fun, it's exciting, it gets students up and moving, um, and they just really enjoy it. My kids every time always tell me, that was so much fun, can we do that every time? That's the kind of buy-in you want to create. Now, something about this activity that you might want to keep in mind if you need to keep it moving is you could time students and give them like 90 seconds to two minutes for each switch and prediction before you have them pop around again. So that's just a time frame that I have found has worked really well with my students. You can add more, add less, whatever works best for you and your classroom. So that is popcorn predictions. Strategy number two that you can use, I call post-it note posters, (laughs) which is kind of a fun name. So if a text that you're doing uh, that you're about to read has any sort of like controversial elements to it, this is a great pre-reading activity for student buy-in. So you simply are going to come up with five debatable or interesting questions that are going to get your students engaged. You want to print them out on a piece of paper, so a question per piece of paper, and you're going to hang up those five debatable or interesting questions in various places around your classroom. Then your students are going to write their answers to each of those five questions on a post-it note, and then they will place each post-it note answer to the corresponding question. And then once all students are finished, You want to walk around the room and then share some of their answers out. And they absolutely love the funny things that some of the other kids say. Uh, A lot of them disagree with each other, which then can lead into a conversation within the class. So it really opens up the opportunity for interesting conversations to blossom. Now, my kids love doing this before we start reading Romeo and Juliet, and some of the questions that I include for that play are the following. So just to give you an idea of the types of questions that you could include for your students. So number one, is love at first sight possible? Their responses for this are always fabulous. Number two, can loyalty ever go too far? And then three, how young is too young to get married? And their answers to that one are always funny. They're like 22. And I'm like, I was 24 when I got married. Was I too young? (laughs) Right? So that is the post-it note posters strategy that you can use. Lastly, the third strategy is to create a poster that's going to build suspense for your specific text. So let me give you an example of this so you can see exactly what it looks like in the classroom setting. Before we read Shirley Jackson's short story, The Lottery, I like to get my class really excited for this unit by hanging up posters all around the classroom. And I mean all around the classroom. I print out like 40 of them and hang them up everywhere. And I do that about a week before we read the story. And the poster reads, June 27, all villagers meet in the town square. Everyone is expected to attend. No excuses. So I don't address the posters at all. I don't say anything about them. If they ask me a question, I just pretend like I don't hear them. I don't talk about them. And I let the kids wonder about what on earth could possibly be happening, right? What does this have to do with anything? And talk about building suspense so that when the day finally comes, when you do read that short story, they are just 
so involved and so intrigued as to what it is that you're talking about with these posters on June 27th that everybody has to go. They love it. Now, there are plenty of other texts that could benefit from this specific strategy as well. So start thinking about what texts you're reading that could lend itself to this type of suspense poster that you could create for them. Another example of this is with Jessica when she teaches the Westing game. She advertises an open house for Sunset Towers for all of the prospective tenants. Now when kids get into the novel and start reading, students take on the roles of those tenants, aka the protagonists from the novel. So it's a great way to really get them involved from the get-go. So all right, there you go. Those are three specific strategies that you can easily use to help create that student buy-in before you start any unit. If you'd like to grab the show notes as well as a free template for the popcorn predictions activity that I mentioned in this podcast, all you have to do is head over to www.ebacademics.com forward slash one, just the number, just one. You don't even have to write O-N-E, just the number one. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to episode one of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. I cannot wait to spend even more time with you in future episodes. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss a single one. I'll see you next time.